welcome back, Ugnots and Jawas, to another week of Mando Talk. Caleb Keller, Nolan Ferris, Jacob Keller, Brandon Anderson, all four of us are back here in back. the Razor Crest of a studio. And we are going to have a lot of fun tonight with Chapter 12, The Siege. Phenomenal episode. I mean, like, I'm still buzzing about it. There's a lot of, like, just expansion as far as lore mm -hmm. goes and story goes i was afraid and online out there they always throw this word out there i was afraid this was going to be one of those filler episodes before the ahsoka moments don't think yeah. this is filler whatsoever no, i mean we get a bunch nah. of info tons of fun spoiler heavy do not listen any further until you have seen chapter 12 the siege and if you haven't already, then what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? I mean, what is life? <laughs> but appreciate the listen. Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, we're now what? How how many seconds do we need for the listen? I think we got you already. So yeah. <laughs> no, we appreciate Suckers. you listening. Um, come back and listen to us if you haven't seen the episode yet, and then kind of hear what what we think and compare it to what you think, and just have some fun with us. We appreciate all the support. Uh, the love, the interactions that we've had on social medias as of late, and it's been really fun just getting to know all of you listeners out there, and we hope to continue to grow this each and every single episode that comes out, also each and every single year that we continue to do this, because who knows how long The Mandalorian is going to keep going. Anyway, that was, let's go ahead and just get into it, man. Yeah. I mean, let's do I'm it. I'm ready. No news? <laughs> news? No news? Um... B.A., was there something that you were kind of hinting at earlier before we got going? I mean, before we started recording, something that you wanted to Put discuss? Put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, I just saw that it's been, like, reported. I didn't even see who the source was. I think a, uh -huh. a few people were grasping for straws that next week's episode's titled The Jedi. Okay. So. Yeah, so we can go ahead and talk about that. I mean, obviously, no Ahsoka Tano in this week's episode. Uh, that was the hope for a lot of people. I think we all here assumed that we weren't going to get her this week mm -hmm. because we know that Dave Filoni is directing next week's episode. And yep. if it is titled The Jedi, I mean, I think that will be pretty obvious as to what we're getting. Um, it, I mean, he can't be rolling up in like a 97 Explorer. He's got to be rolling up in that Escalade. So he had to get his little ride fixed. <laughs> yeah, he had to get it fixed. And it was... <laughs> It was a nice little side mission, but again, it fi it doesn't feel like a side mission. Yeah. It, it felt very intermittent. Turned into a big like uh, cornerstone. To me, this episode, I told y'all, um, this felt like the most high stakes episode for me so yeah. far no, in I this season. I can see that. I can see that for sure. Just because you know all of these characters, we've been with them since the beginning of the show. Yeah, and we've grown attached to them. And we know that the Imperials are, like, the really bad guys. So, you know, we know... I felt like, you know, there's a chance that, that someone would be lost in this episode if someone mm. were to be, you know, so far. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the, chance, the, the possibility that the child could have been snatched up when... We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. B.A., you itching to say something over there? I was just going <laughs> to say, I had a fear that this for sure was going to be a filler up until the time yeah. that, I guess since they when they broke the lock on the Imperial base, up until that point, I was okay. like, this seems like a filler episode. Okay. But then it kind of ramped up from there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nolan, you want to share your just initial kind of thoughts on that before we dive into it deeper as far as episode goes? Are you good with it? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. <laughs> 
I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was a filler episode. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And uh, I sort of got a spoiler before. Oh, okay. What accidentally. Was, what was spoiled before? Uh, I saw that there was going to be TIE Fighters. <laughs> okay. And uh, so that's a pretty big spoiler. Yeah. And when I thought when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, going back to the trailer, you know, yeah. before the season, you kind of know what mm-hmm. the TIE Fighters are going to kind of do. Now, so I, I saw that, and I knew that they were going to be battling the Razor mm-hmm. Crest. So... I'm kinda, it kind of wasn't going to be a filler. I'm kind of glad. So, sorry about that, but I kinda, didn't say nothing. Kind of <laughs> glad that you brought up the trailer, though. We've now seen every single shot that yes. has been in the trailer. So we're now halfway through the show, and we have no clue what's on the back half. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, that's really oh, refreshing boy. to me, just knowing <laughs> that we haven't seen anything yet. So can't wait uh, for that. So let's get dive into it. Directed by Carl Weathers himself, uh, Grief Karga. Phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Now, there is an edit mistake that B.A. noticed. I mean, we can go ahead and talk about it. There's a production crew member in the back left corner of a shot. I don't know if that's necessarily on Carl Weathers. There's a bunch of moving parts as far as productions yeah. go. But, I mean, for me, the one biggest goof that I always think about with TV shows and I know y'all don't watch it, but Game of Thrones, there was a Starbucks cup oh, really? found on screen. <laughs> uh, how would you compare that to this? I mean, what did you? Does that like make the quality uh, lower? Is it just may- something that we should expect? Maybe it wasn't a goof. Maybe uh, blue jeans and a t-shirt are canon now. <laughs> Dude, Halloween cons. <laughs> there you go. Costume next year. Yeah. Star Wars character. I dress up as Star Wars <laughs> character almost every day. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. I I thought I thought it was funny. I mean, yeah, I'm, I not gonna be, I'm not going to be somebody that takes it too serious. I mean, if that's the best <laughs> you could do. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I think for how worthy this show is, it's something unique that we can look on. Yeah. Well, you know how in A New Hope, when the stormtrooper hits his head on the doorway? Oh, no, I don't so remember So you think that. people are going to start wearing <laughs> blue jeans now? Oh, I think people are going to start showing up to Star Wars <laughs> Celebration as that crew member. No yeah. doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be awesome. <laughs> Imagine, uh, what is it, behind the Mandalorian or making of the Mandalorian? Yeah. The gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Disney gonna, gallery. they're probably gonna bring that up. I Dude, would say. Dude, I hope. Yeah, I love it. I think it just adds. Yeah, me to the too. Show. <laughs> All right, let's get into <laughs> the plot. Din Jaren is in need of repairs. No, he, I just thought of something. Okay, no. What go if ahead. that guy's <laughs> really in there in the show and he's just standing there like, holy crap, what's going on? <laughs> he works. He works at that base. <laughs> he's a janitor. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a pretty nice watch that he was rocking uh, to be getting janitor pay, let's be honest. True. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty funny. I think, I think we're diving into this a little too much. Again, anyway, that's what we do here. <laughs> Plot points. Let's do it. Din Djarin, he's in need of repairs for the Razor Crest, so he uses this as a great opportunity to go back to Navarro. We get our familiar faces. Now, on their way to Navarro, though, Really teasing of a point here. Din is sipping on some soup, drink, whatever, and he is feeling risque, lifting up his helmet all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I think it shows character development, character growth with everything that he's seen in just these first four chapters of this season with Cobb Vanth. Obviously, he knows that he's not Mandalorian, though, but then even doubled down with Bo-Katan whenever we know for sure that she's as Mandalorian as you can get. Um yeah. I think this is starting to just throw that tease out there that like he's starting to question maybe the way, uh, and he's starting to feel like maybe he can, you know, 
do his own thing and still be Mandalorian. I, t- I got a different mm-hmm. take. Okay. Uh, you know, back when we were on that planet with the sh- blue shrimp. Uh, uh, Sorgon. Yeah, that I one. I think that's right. Uh, you know, they said that they that he would take his helmet off in front of loved ones. And so maybe that's character growth between, you know, because we just see them working on the ship like Han and Chewie. Yeah. And now, you know, that we know that they're part of the same clan. Clan. And so, I don't know. Well, I, that's a I fair point. I saw it as like maybe, okay, maybe he feels comfortable enough in front of the child to yeah. remove his... I Jacob. thought they never took him off. No, no I, matter what, I I don't. I I mean, he might have might have said something like that, but I don't remember it necessarily. I know that it was teased heavily that he really wanted to take it off in front of the woman's mm-hmm. name, and I forgot her character. Uh, but he wanted to, mm-hmm. um, and I know he talked about talked discussing to her back then in chapter four that the last time he took his helmet off in front of somebody was when he was the age of those kids that were out there playing. So it, it's still one of those things that's up in the air, but I think it's going to be a heavy plot point as we continue. Yeah. Uh, and I do think, I mean, it's still Pedro Pascal that's listed as the actor for Din Djarin. You could see At Baby Yoda point, trying to take a peek. Oh, yeah, you could. <laughs> I mean, everyone else, us watching it, we're like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Um, you got a little chin action there. Yeah, yeah a little, little uh, <laughs> chin fuzz. Uh, but I think it's going to be something important going throughout the show and like I said Pedro Pascal huge actor at some point he's getting fully shown uh BA thoughts on the helmet tease I mean I think we're on the same page okay. I think he's just getting more loosey-goosey with his yeah you know foundational truths of the way yeah now we get to Navarro finally we're for me it felt like we were back home mm-hmm. uh I was telling y'all before we got on air it's like the new Tatooine for this show. I think we're going to like frequently revisit it. Yeah. And I think at some point, I think, Nolan, you talked about this last week. I think there's an opportunity for like another let's pick up the crew moment to where he might have to go back to Navarro maybe just to get them to kind of do the final job for this season. Who knows? But we do know with the ending that they're kind of in the same situation again where they've split ways. Uh, but I hope we go back. It, it's really mm-hmm. fun for me to be in Navarro. I loved exploring yeah. the planet some more this week, seeing the lava and everything else going on there. Uh, but when we get there, it's really interesting seeing grief almost like in a mayor kind yeah. of role. I think um, <laughs> the Mithral said magistrate uh-huh. at some point. And then the cool moment for me, though, is Kara being labeled as the marshal, marshal. Yeah. Uh, which for me is like, okay, cool, we're getting a little... I mean, just that word makes me think of Cobb Vanth. So just character connections there. They're going through kind of the same thing. Different roles, different planets, though. And it's interesting that, I mean, she's protecting the Mandalorian hideout. Uh, Where do you think the armorer is? Is she still Navarro, or has she left? Are we going to see her again? My opinion is that she has moved on. Okay. She's harvested all the uh, Beskar, and now she's moved on. That's my opinion. Yeah, because I didn't see any Beskar in the, the yeah. opening shot. It seemed like there was nothing in there. No. So why do you think Kara is so set out to protect this area, then, if, if they're done with it? I thought it was more just like there was a hideout that happened to set up there. Okay. And she went and snuffed it out. Yeah, fair enough. You know? Um. 
That's what I got it. Yeah. That's okay. I no, I, I didn't know if there was maybe more to it, but I, I just wanted to check in and see what y'all thought about it. You talk about Navarro being like home for you. It yeah. looks very different though than when they left it. Dude, I it think does. that's a cool uh, contrast. Yeah, and, and I immediately I thought when Din was going in there to land, it's interesting. The last time he goes to Navarro, he had to park so far away just to get there. Uh, and now he's literally parking right on the front door of the downtown city. Yeah, there was like he had to park like on the frozen lake. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is like the summer months. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, it's hard, It's rare that we see like climate Seasons. change yeah. in uh, Star Wars, except mm-hmm. Clone Wars, Ahsoka mm-hmm. at the very end of that. But we won't go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, it was nice to see Navarro again, and yeah. we got a little Easter egg in the background at one shot. IG-11. The IG-11 statue. Mm-hmm. And I know when we did our rewatch series, y'all were very favorful of IG-11 sacrifice. For some reason, IG-11 sacrifice didn't hit me as much as it seems like it kind of hit you. you How two. did you not? I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess I never really like connected with IG-11 as much to make it more meaningful i mean cool moment yeah but all right uh, well who do you like more k2so or ig11 k2so man honestly and i later i don't know (laughs) i guess it's just the funny moments i don't know i don't know Uh, okay that's just kind of how i initially feel and i think the cassian andor series might end up expanding on that but i mean fair i think those two would be kind of comparable though for general star wars fans like which ones do you like better Anyway, again, we're going on a tangent, but I love the IG-11 statue in the background. Yeah, BB-8 or IG-11? BB-8. No way. Yes. No. Yes, no. I love BB-8. BB-8 doesn't do anything. IG-11. Okay. Let's take a vote. No, that's fair. That's fair, guys. Vote on the set. Vote okay. on the set. Okay. IG-11? <laughs> well, we know <laughs> okay. We know BA is going to not pick any sequel characters. I mean, let's be real here. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, R2-D2. R2-D2. Not even yeah, close. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a sequel character. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Anyway. C-3-B-A. Anyway. <laughs> also, we get another connection to season one with the Mithral. We've already mm-hmm. kind of teased him mm-hmm. up a little bit. <clears throat> cool to get the character back. I didn't expect it. I know yeah, we no. saw him in didn't the trailer, I think, when they were in that little cruiser. Uh, for a brief second, and people were like, is it the same? It ended up being the same. You know, he was the one that gave up the Razor Crest. When we first see the Mithral, he was on the radio with somebody saying oh. that it was un unregistered vehicle oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I missed that. Which I, uh, I completely missed that. Yeah, he was on like the radio or something or the telephone with somebody about um, the authorities. Uh, yeah, the law. And I guess that's how. They and get I guess there that transmission got intercepted. Okay. Uh, I didn't put that together whatsoever and maybe that's how the republic the new republic showed up i think so but as far as the first order i think the uh the mechanic is the one that told the first order. oh yeah no doubt i think or the empire or whatever yeah yeah so the mithral i see what you're saying now it sounds like he reported to new republic Mm -hmm. um the alien whatever spy at the end is revealed to have reported it to empire cool I, i didn't connect the I realized the Empire, spoiler, like, hey, he's here. You said a good thing, though, right there. You said First Order, and we are seeing where it's transitioning into that. Yeah. Not just, like, 
that was a good thing right there, boy. Yeah, you can tell thing? like the way that good their job. ships inside look and the way their yeah. uniforms look. Yeah, but not just that, but the way they talk. And we'll talk more about that. <laughs> yeah. Now, grief and Kara as they drop Baby Yoda off at a school, which is where the shootout happened in season one. So really interesting growth there, I guess you could say. Cool moment there. Him won the cookies using the force. Yeah. Getting the cookies. Uh, that's like a little plot device for laughter yeah, throughout I, the episode. I don't guess they sell libations there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but <laughs> grief and Kara, and I thought it was cool to hear more about the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, as, like, they talked about they talked whole. about Kessel. Yeah, I heard yeah. Kessel and the three moons. Yeah, yeah. that I was really that was interesting. Cool. And I was trying to again, I was trying to read into that too much, yeah. but I couldn't really come up with anything. Uh-huh. I mean, and they talked about Chandrilla being the new capital of the New Republic. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. They talked about Coruscant there for a second, uh-huh. but I didn't yeah. really hear what they had to say. Yeah, about it. I'd have to rewatch Coruscant, it to kind of dive into that. The droid said Coruscant was the capital of the old Republic. Oh, okay. And Chandrilla is the capital of the new. Huh. So you think so we're you, gonna get Chandrilla? Is that, that what whatever? Chandrilla. What? Chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think that'd be cool. I, I think that's something yeah. we talked about heavily when we were doing our season one reviews that we want to see the New Republic and where they're stationed. Do you think Coruscant yeah. got destroyed? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. But only, the only reason why I feel that way, well, first of all, because I know the early episode nine drafts, they were going back to Coruscant until that draft got scrapped. So it's definitely still out there. It's def- I don't think it's thriving as much, personally. I'm sure the underworld is taking over a little bit there. That might be something we. I would love to explore it in the Mandalorian. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, grief and Kara, they drop Baby Yoda off. They want the Empire completely out for good. And I thought this was interesting. Yeah, Din Djarin is there uh, because he's getting his ship fixed, but he doesn't really. It, previously, he does these missions to get something, mm-hmm. but I feel like more so he just did this mission because he cared. About yeah. their situation, yeah, not really in the. Fa- they were gonna fix his ship. I felt like regardless. Oh yeah. So I don't feel like he did it because of that reason. I feel like he just did it because he cared for the two characters. Right on. I think he did it kind of like Kara did in the first season. It's just yeah. because it's imperial right. and he knows what they did to the child. Yeah. And he's very, you know, no, I cares agree. about that. I, care, I think he cares more about the child. Yeah. And he's tired of them coming after him. Yeah. And I just thought that was interesting. And I know that's a plot thing that a lot of people out there are getting frustrated with, that Din goes somewhere, he needs something, he does a mission to get that something, and that repeats. But I thought this week he did it because he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to point that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get there, and that's where things, like well, B.A. Wait a said. Minute. Let's okay. say first what the place is. They think yeah. that it's just a uh, forward outpost. Uh, you know, back mm-hmm. when the Empire was expanding through the galaxy. Almost, bad. <laughs> almost had an accident here. <laughs> um it was just a they thought it was just a forward outpost and that they were gonna yeah. go there to blow it up. Right. So No. Then they I'm get glad you there. brought that up. You <laughs> get there and that's when BA said this no longer becomes filler. Mm-hmm. I mean well, at what point do, is it the point where the door opened up, or is it the point where the uh, stormtrooper fell like thirty stories? To me, it, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to I, me, it was the point where you found out what was really going on there. Yeah, ba, what did what do you think the point yeah, was? That's what I was saying. Once they realized yeah. that you know it's more than just a few 
It's more than the the prison ship where there's just one yeah. or two people watching over. See, because like, I thought when they pulled up in the speeder, that little eye was going to come out. Oh, that would. That's been what cool. I thought it was going to happen because <laughs> that's cool. the technology that they and were dealing with. So yeah, I, at Navarro, I agree that the filler argument I feel like could have been made up until the moment where the lava was flipped. Because at that yeah. moment, that's when the the plot flipped to a whole new level. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's talk about that oh, moment. Um. There's no guardrails here. There's no. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's a popular joke. <laughs> apparently uh, on uh, See, our social medias. That okay. Let's talk about that just for a quick moment. Again, we're we're falling off the rails here. Um, I feel like the social media experience is part of watching the show. Like seeing all these things that people go crazy about, like this guardrail thing. Like for me personally, I wouldn't have talked about that. We wouldn't mention it on the podcast. Yeah. If you hadn't have seen it. I mean, I thought it was funny. Kind of uh, it. <laughs> It reminds me of when uh, Obi Wan is yeah. walking around the catwalk yeah. there, yeah. and the stormtroopers walk by, and he walks around the other side. That's what it reminded yeah. me of. Yeah. Like we, you take know, it but he wasn't granted. complaining about the guardrails uh-huh. because he's a Jedi, right? Yeah. Right. Like we, like we've taken it for granted that there's no guardrails around these important things because all the way back there weren't any guardrails on there, but it's still, you know, when we stop and think about it, it's pretty ridiculous. Why would they not put guardrails there? Fair enough. But that's a Star Wars thing, you <laughs> yeah. know, like it works. Well, if they had guardrails, I mean, Luke wouldn't have lost a hand. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we could... He probably still would have lost all, it. But all of that Darth is Maul why it's probably funny, wouldn't you know? have been blown up. Cut in half. But all of well, he would have been cut in half. He'd have just been... I gotcha. <laughs> it would have been fixed a whole lot quicker. Yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. But all of that's why it's funny. Palpatine you know? wouldn't have had to be in a clone. They could have probably just revived him with some CPR and an AED. He, he got through over a railing, didn't he? Yeah, he got through over it. Oh, was, yeah. There okay. was no... It would have had to been like a like a mesh fence. Yeah, like a softball field or something. A little wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. You see Darth Vader throw him <laughs> over, and then an umpire come out, foul ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, sure, let's do that. Let's incorporate baseball no. into. Uh... Maybe that's who that dude in the blue jeans and t-shirt. He was, <laughs> he was from OSHA. He was just looking oh around. He, he steps out after they blow up them two guys, and he's like, mm. he's got his clipboard. He's right now violation. <laughs> no, no eye protection. No hard hats. <laughs> Shut them down. No, I'm really no hearing protection. This. This shoot really firearms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they get out of that situation. He survives the no rails. Yeah. <laughs> and things get serious. Oh yeah. Um, they come out. Two Imperials looks like are playing a mad game on Nintendo. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, one guy's just going at it, and then he says, "Like blast it or destroy it." Destroy, yeah, destroy it. it. Really um, interesting there. But they're wearing uh, cloning uniforms. Fair point. Again, that's something that I do not watch when I'm watching things. I get too yeah. blown away with they everything else. They had the patch else. on their arm again. And we see why that's the case. Yeah. They got a bunch of little snooks in there. So, yeah, they let's talk some, about that. Something weird going now, on in there. whenever they show these cloned or whatever forced, uh, edited, I don't know what, what the correct terminology right now is. But, yeah, when I see it, I'm thinking clones. Now... Is and I know Nolan, you're heavily on Snoke, and we can talk about that because Snoke's like oh thing is playing in the background yeah. throughout that entire sequence there for a second. Um, I know Nolan's heavy on the Snoke that that they're starting that process that that is Snoke being developed there or was being developed. I mean, it got blew up, but 
Jacob, B.A., are y'all leaning toward Snoke, or are y'all leaning toward just maybe random, just cloned bodies that they're just testing it on, or is it Palpatine's body somehow, or are we fully on Snoke? I think, for me personally, Snoke makes the most sense, but I do think, I mean, obviously we can't rule out other possibilities, or else we would ruin our perfect record possibly <laughs> yeah we gotta cast a broad net <laughs> so we gotta throw out every possibility that way we can say that we got it covered really good just question, like we did though. on this episode where we <laughs> said it wasn't gonna get Ahsoka but we yes. were gonna go back to get a, the ship fixed didn't so. we <laughs> yeah someone did 100%. get that right <laughs> someone was did that? probably Nolan <laughs> Dude, you're good at the speculation. I'll give you that. For this season. Last don't (laughs) listen to last season if you're going on a record. But do listen. Yeah, do do listen. listen. Yeah, do listen. Do listen. Yeah. But just realize that we were newbies back then. All right. B A J Palpatine, random, just ugly clones. It's not random. Okay. So it's either those two. What do you do you have anything? I was gonna say Snoke is probably like experiment 10, and that was like experiment 3. I think they yeah. still got a little bit of stuff to iron it's out. It's like okay. WD-40. Like, they got 39 <laughs> more tries to get through. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, why, yeah. For, that's why it's called WD-40. For me, early in the stages, I guess, of Imperials wanting mm-hmm. to bring the Emperor back, yeah. it would make the most sense to just go ahead and skip to that step of it being the Emperor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead mm-hmm. of the Emperor having to be in somebody else's body that doesn't look like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I have a strong feeling that, I don't know, man. <laughs> it is either the Emperor or... But I feel like, like you're saying, they want to make the Emperor... And yeah. Snoke might have been a consequence of that program. Right. Or Well, they needed something to that the Emperor as a the Emperor could use as a vessel right. until they perfected right. it. Yeah. And Snoke was that vessel. Okay. And we see that in uh the Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. when they had another vessel right. ready. And it was a to very go. perfected looking Snoke. Right. So in the in the event that they did create that that they did create that vessel, which yeah. was Snoke, mm-hmm. and they did do do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, they had multiple ones to put in right. place until it was the time where Palpatine should expose himself. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Which no, he did that. to Kylo Ren. Yeah. In uh, any case, they're trying to merge this body. Or and they're trying to inject this body, this manufactured body that they're making mm-hmm. with midi chlorian blood yeah. to make it alive and force capable. Right. Which we also very heavily speculated last season. So go check out last season. <laughs> um, but yes, we go did check it out. Do we whatever. did call that. We did call that when when. We did see Baby Yoda up under the thing in the yeah, first yeah, season, yeah. and you had Doctor Pershing Pershing doing his experiments on uh, yeah. on the child, and you know we called that he was extracting midi chlorians. We mm-hmm. didn't know he was in his blood, yeah. Which we do get clarification that mm-hmm. it is in his blood, yeah. And uh, but they're out of the blood, yeah. So now, now they're hunting yeah. the child again. The, they uh, need the asset again. The uh, just the hearing. M count referenced. Yeah, that just made me happy because oh yeah, midi chlorians immediately is yes. what they're referencing. Uh-huh. I know people that hate the prequels, 
the reason why they hate the prequels usually is because they brought in midi chlorians to what the force was. But us as prequelists here, because we grew up with the prequels. We, yeah, we love the prequels. They're the best. Yeah. I love that connection yeah. that we're bringing midi chlorians into this. Um, I love the scene with Doctor Pershing. Uh, coming in, the build-up to those three finding out that Moff Gideon survived um, was pretty cool. And, and for, for some reason, for me, I didn't. For some reason, I didn't think that they didn't know that Moff survived. I yeah. don't know why. Maybe just the viewer mindset. I didn't even piece that together that they still thought mm-hmm. that he was dead. But we get that fully yeah, yeah, thrown yeah. in our face That's, again. Uh, what is that? That uh plot that plot device, I can't remember. <laughs> but it's where the viewer knows something that the right. character in the story doesn't know. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, we kind of see that when they say, uh, you know, this is it. If we take out this uh forward operating base, then the planet will be peaceful. Yeah, because they think that it's They're, and it. Um, what's his name? Grief Carga even said, mm-hmm. you know, it's just run by a skeleton crew because the rest of them are dead went with Moff Gideon. Yeah. You know, we got them all. Fair. Mm-hmm. And now they got, like, clones and all sorts of crap up there. Yeah. B.A., did we hear your thoughts on the Snoke Palpatine thing? Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, we're just going everywhere. I just said I, okay. it, it was, it's probably Snoke. Okay. No, I, I'm... Or a, a precursor to him. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards Snoke of any of them. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely the musical cues remind me of Snoke. I'm seeing the scar. I'm seeing all of those things. The tiny ear. In the, the tiny ear, the the representations of what Snoke kind of looks like. I see that developing. Obviously, all of those attempts are blown up at this point. They're gone. But that definitely does not mean they can't replicate that. Well, right. and who knows? Because uh, Dr. Pershing's was a hologram. Yeah. So, obviously, with him not being at that location... There are multiple locations. Oh yeah, true, where they're, they're experimenting. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So this might just be one test subject. Now, um, one thing that I do want to touch on before we continue in the episode, it was one of the speculation questions that I have. I mean, we already touched on does the body in the tank connect to Snoke, Palpatine, all those things. We already kind of touched on that. Um, here's my next speculation question. Do you think that this is going to be like a thread that we see in The Mandalorian where it answers unanswered questions from the sequels? B.A., what do you think on that? I think it's trending that way. And, yeah. yeah. I think it's highly going to be that way. That kind because of... it's going to be... It, it's going to be very easy for them to, for, for them to do that. Right. Because Mandalorian is a very popular show. Yes. So... For them to trend downward is not going to be easy for them to do, I don't think. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, they're going to take that positivity and use it to butter up some of their yeah. mistakes. Right. No, I and, think. And that's what they accomplished with the Clone Wars, with the prequels, in all honesty. Yeah. The Clone Wars legitimized the prequels. For those that didn't like the prequels, the flow of them, the story that was told, Clone Wars was the prequels that a lot of people wanted. It makes me nervous, partially, the Mandalorian getting into the sequels, only because I know that the Mandalorian has been something so precious to everybody, mm-hmm. and I know sequels are so divisive that I don't want people to be like, oh, you're yeah. bringing in all of these this sequel <laughs> stuff that I don't care about into this show. Well, that's me. 
I mean, I'm one of those. I think yeah. I don't think we should get into the Skywalker saga. Okay, right, but, but I think we can tie it in, tie it in without the, diving deep into right, it to the current galaxy. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, uh, let's let. Can we just skip to the last scene with Moff Gideon? We can. Yeah, I mean, just real quickly though, I I will say one thing though that I wanted to say the moment um, where Din uses the razor crest yeah. <laughs> to wipe out those tie oh, fighters. Yeah. Love that scene. Yeah. And also, Who do you think would win in a dog fight? Um oh, I, I don't I hope I Din Jarin in the Razor Crest uh-huh. or what's his name? <laughs> Poe Dameron? Poe Dameron. I want to go with Din Jarin only because I like the character more. <laughs> but I don't know about skill yet. Well, do you think if they got into a dog fight, uh, Poe would be like, let's get after those cannons. PA, <laughs> <laughs> Last Jedi, let's go. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> if they both had a crew, Poe's entire crew would die. So it would be him versus Mando and his whole crew. So Unless he had Rose with him. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Just wrap it up. Um, now, we also want to talk on, though, um, the scout troopers crashing into each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come Dang on. it, Carl. <laughs> Come on. That was just hilarious. Not Carl Weathers. You did great. <laughs> that was hilarious. I yeah. love that scene. Um, and also, last thing, before we get to the final shot scene, we get a little tease about Kara's background again, uh, about being mm-hmm. from Alderaan, and we're yeah, reminded yeah. of that fact, and we see the pain that she's gone through with her saying that she lost everyone in the destruction of that planet. I really hope we get more answers for her character. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that Imperial, or not Imperial, Rebellion medallion or signet or whatever that mm-hmm. the, I forget his name, the pilot, the New Republic pilot, mm-hmm. gives her. Dave Filoni's buddy. Yeah, Dave Filoni's buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that going to get her motivated to join the Republic I was wondering if again? that meant something personally to her. Yeah. If that was something especially Alderanian. <laughs> Alderanian. Yeah. yeah, no, like <laughs> almost like a like a rally the troop cry, like this is what the Empire did to Alderaan. Yeah. Here's this to always remember that moment kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, what do you yeah. think on that? I think it could be like a coat of arms of Alderaan. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, too. Yeah. Something like that I was wondering if it's something that has to do with the identity of Alderaan. Because he he said he fought, yeah, during Alderaan. That'd be cool. Um, so my thoughts on her future. Uh, Navarro <laughs> is a uh, is a is a free planet now. Yes, they've destroyed the imp base, mm-hmm. and now supposedly it's going to be peaceful. Right. You, you heard they don't need a marshal anymore. Yeah. She's going to feel like her abilities are well-suited elsewhere, and I think that she will seek out the New Republic. Okay. Two counters to that. Um, One, well, not really a counter on the first one, but Grief Cargo even says it before they go on the mission that if he takes care of that, they'll be like a hub for the Outer Rim. So I think they're going to turn into a Tatooine and become that hub. 
And nice. then uh, as far as not needing the, the marshals, well, we see the opening sequence that she's not fighting imps. She's fighting just thugs. And thugs. So yeah. there's still a need for marshals if the imps aren't there. It's just does she have the motivation to right. be there now? I get I that part of what you're question. saying. I'm just. Yeah. Um, there was something else that I wanted to say while we were that's, talking uh, about that. That's well said, though. I mean, I didn't think about it like that. Her conscience is definitely troubled, though. Oh, you can tell there's uh, there's a decision that needs to be made in her eyes oh, yes. at the end because yeah. she is conflicted at the last scene that Absolutely. we see her. Definitely. And I hope we get some more of her. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, and like uh, the the New Republic pilot, the captain, said, uh-huh. yeah. like, New Republic um, people in the Outer Rim know that something is happening with the remnants of the Empire out there in the outer rim and the core doesn't know about it. Mm-hmm. I like I don't I can't remember his wording exactly, but it's like the people in the core don't believe it. Yeah. But people in the outer rim are seeing like Things. these these happenings that aren't just they're all connected. That's yeah. what he said. Right. And I think that uh Cara Dune sees that as well. No, I agree with that. And I hope it is something that they continue to connect to yeah, in the yeah. future. So let's go ahead. And I know it took a while for us to get there because <laughs> you were wanting to talk about the end. Yeah. Um, Alien plants the device in the Razor Crest. Uh-huh. Cue the Imperial officer informing yeah. Moff Gideon that the tracking device has been planted. But wait, she says that the uh, alien's going to be rewarded well rewarded. in the new era. In the new era. Yes. Nolan, what do you think of that last last shot that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, so we know <clears throat> that those are dark troopers. According to the audio description. According to the audio description. If you go <laughs> while you're watching it and turn on some sort of audio description or something, I don't know, he did it. But uh, it, refers to, media it refers to <laughs> the um, things that Moff Gideon is gazing at as dark troopers. Right. Which... I'll do some research on them yes, while we discuss this. But what is a dark trooper? It's the first thing we need to discuss. Right. Second thing <laughs> is, are they going to be force sensitive? Okay. And is that what is the uh, midi-chlorians are trying to be injected into, or is it just... Oh, and another thing I wanted to say. <laughs> do you think now Moff Gideon is an inquisitor? Because if he was force sensitive and he had midi-chlorians, why couldn't they just ext- extract them from right. him? Now, I 100% think now at this point that Moff Gideon is not Force-sensitive. Hmm. Now, does that mean yeah. that he's no longer an Inquisitor? I do believe in Rebels, the Inquisitors that we see are Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm one to be loosey-goosey. I'd still be okay with him labeling himself as an Inquisitor because he's very much so trying to hunt down Force-sensitives. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's his mission, and that's what Inquisitors do. Mm -hmm. They hunt down Force-sensitives, kill them, but I guess in Moff Gideon's case, he's trying to get their blood. So I think, personally, while Moff Gideon is well aware, maybe, of the grander mission of making a body that Palpatine can be like the body can host Palpatine. Mm -hmm. I think Moff's aware of that mission. 
I think he's also still trying to be very observant of that mission, and if it succeeds, somehow put the Force-sensitive blood in him. Hmm. I think that would be an interesting kind of hmm. thing for his character to be interested in um, yeah. moving forward. I mean, especially with that Darksaber. I mean, he was... We haven't seen him in action with it. I'm assuming, though, that he, he'll he be able to hold his ground a little bit. Yeah. So just imagine, <laughs> though, him being Force-sensitive. I, I can't imagine Moff... I mean, all evil people want to be the most powerful being. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine him, if they figure out how to do it, put this Force-sensitive blood in bodies, I can't imagine he wouldn't want that if they right. figure out how to do that. Right. Um, and now, I know he asked what dark troopers were if their goal was to be force sensitive um hopefully when he's doing some research there we'll figure out i believe some dark troopers have been referenced in legends i believe we've seen something or read something about them i think it's very much so like old thrawn trilogy kind of stuff yeah but i might be wrong on that now while he's finishing up his like research over there um ba jacob go ahead and just bounce in on it what do you think Moff Gideon's motives are with these troopers? Um, and do you think, or what do you think about my Moff wanting to be Force-sensitive kind of thing? I mean, I can see it. Um, and like you said, everyone who's uh, evil at heart uh, has an aspiration to increase their power. Yeah. You know, um, I can see that as really true. Right. Like, in Star Wars, at least. Mm-hmm. If not in the real world, <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, um, I can see that, and uh, you know, we do want to see him swing in that dark, dark saber. saber and be proficient 100%. at it. Right. We don't want it to just be <laughs> him getting pushed over with it yeah, once nah. he finally does duel. Yeah. Um, but for the dark dark troopers. They look really mechanical. They do. They look very droid-like. Yeah. And honestly, from the side, it kind of reminded me of, like, Kylo's, like, chrome kind of eyelids. Really? Just from the side. Um, B.A., what did you think of that final shot? And of all the things that me and, and we've kind of discussed there for a second. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, I think Star Wars has its first vampire. Moff Gideon's just out for blood, <laughs> looking anywhere he can for <laughs> no. it to harvest it. No, I like it. I like and, that. And <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Dark Troopers... I mean, if we're being honest, the stormtroopers are inept in every way possible to uh, like to carry out his mission that he has. So I yeah. think they're going to be droids because I don't think he can rely huh. on clones to get what he okay. needs. So I think he's assembling. No, I, I some from what we've seen from the side, I can see like the droid-ish kind of body. Yeah. So I can see that. There's like lots of tubes coming off. Of yeah, them and stuff. It, it seems like they're setting these things up somehow. Uh-huh. Now he asked another. Nolan asked another question. It was. Do we think that the dark troopers are force sensitive? I think they're robotic. Yeah, I feel I like think. they're putting all of their resources for finding midichlorian blood mm-hmm. into making the vessel for Sidious. Agree. Um, because it's so, like, the only source that they know about for it is this tiny little baby right. alien. <laughs> yeah, now, that doesn't mean that those droids, or if, we're, again... We don't know 100% sure that these are... I mean, yeah, the audio description said dark troopers, but I'm sure we can't fully like believe that. You know how those things go sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we are going to just roll with that. Uh, if they are droid-like, that doesn't 
mean that they can't just easily put a saber or something in their hand and yeah. use it as a weapon. Yeah. Uh, so we still might get that little, like, at least tease yeah, to mean, those like, Force-sensitive troopers that they uh-huh. tried to develop in the Legends canon material, which is no longer canon. Uh, but we could at least get reference to it, although they're not Force-sensitive. We could still see kind of that action. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nolan, did you uh, figure out anything about those uh, Dark Troopers? Yeah, you want to hear about it? Let's hear about it. Okay, this is Wikipedia's of course uh, is. Dark Trooper. He's a Wookiee. Dark Trooper description. Okay, let's hear it. Dark Troopers were a group of elite stormtroopers empowered with the dark side of the force utilized by oh. the Dark Empire during Operation Shadowhand. Okay, so I think that is during Thrawn's trilogy, I think. The best troopers in the Imperial Legions, they received limited force training that made them far deadlier than the average stormtrooper. And those are dark troopers. Those are dark troopers. So they are force sensitive. Uh, now, mm-hmm. do they? Does Wikipedia? Does Wikipedia show like a picture of it? Yes. Okay. What's it look like? Does it look similar to what we see in the Mandalorian? Yes. Okay. Flash there that to us. are three. <laughs> there are three different like phases. Phases. Okay, let's see it. Okay. And uh, Jacob, with your artistic ability, try to describe these things. Who's <laughs> who's training these dark troopers? Well, they, I guess they could Is be programmed. Maybe. I, Whoa. Okay. Huh. Interesting. So it looks like I'm thinking we got phase one troopers. Then dark troopers from those, that picture. So. Okay, I'll read you the description on a phase one. You just know Cara Dune's going to put one of them in a rear naked choke, dude. Just <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. No, that'd be awesome. At some point in this series, that's going to yeah. happen. We apologize for like the pauses. We're trying to figure all this stuff out together. So, I mean, okay. just bear with us, and this we're is figuring a, out with you. So, we think it's a phase one dark I think, trooper. I think so, Okay, based off those looks. The phase one dark trooper was the earliest dark trooper and was little more than a lightsaber-resistant freak skeleton frame equipped with a vibro sword attached to its right arm okay. and a blast shield on its left. Okay. It served primarily as an installation sentry. Okay. The phase one dark trooper had visible power cords and couplings, which were prime yes. weak points. Huh. The prototype of this super trooper <laughs> had a small jump pack for short bursts of speed to increase the velocity of its vibro blades. Okay. I think we got a phase one dark trooper. Yeah. Those things on the side, I think that the tubes match. Now, I do think that that description, though, does, like, limit the force sensitivity of them. I don't... So, I think that description, they can wield a saber. Is that kind of... It has a vibro sword. Okay. I think it comes built in. It does not come with a lightsaber. Okay, gotcha. But they can deflect lightsabers, right? It says... armor... It says, was the earliest dark trooper that was little more than a lightsaber-resistant freak skeletal frame equipped with a vibro sword. Okay. So it does sound like then I'm thinking we got those phase one dark troopers here in the Mandalorian. So I don't think we necessarily have four sensitive troopers yet. If they want to continue to develop this in uh, later seasons, once they figure out how to use that midi-chlorian count blood to put inside beings to use the force, maybe they then get to phase two and phase three where we see those other troopers with more force 
powers. So I got a a question I'll post to all of you guys. So we hear Dr. Pershing say that he extracted all the blood that he could without killing the child, right? Yeah. And that they're going to need another subject. Well, now that Moff Gideon has a tracker and it's going to bring him to Ahsoka, do you think, Perfect. one, that Ahsoka will be captured and her blood will be harvested, and two, does that diminish Ahsoka's character if she's captured? I just read question. this. After he goes there, we'll talk about it. I just read this, which is very interesting. Uh, oh, okay. In addition to major models produced in the three phases of the Dark Trooper project, a small number of other variants was created to test specialized applications for the droids. One variant was the uh, Triumphant Class Dark Trooper, some of which escorted Darth Vader during several operations in 1.5 ABY. Not sure what that is. Okay. Um, <laughs> the In- Inquisitorious also had their own Dark Trooper variant, the Inquisitorium Dark Trooper. The Purge Trooper was an earlier Dark Trooper model specifically designed for combat against Jedi and other Force wielders. Other variants include the Elite Dark Trooper and the Dark Nova Trooper used to board Rebel ships. Okay. I, what I think I think we definitely have dark troopers on our hands then. And definitely, I, they're going to be pulling from all those different variants and phases Man, to develop their own dark trooper. I think now BA brought up something that's really interesting to me. We now know that Moff Gideon know is going to eventually know where Ahsoka is uh, mm-hmm. because he's tracking Din. Um, now, so he's been solely focused on the child because I guess he thinks that's the most accessible Force-sensitive being out there. Mm-hmm. So I actually typed a question that actually goes back to your question here. Ahsoka is now going to be there, so he's now going to be focused on getting her, too. And we also know that Luke is out there. We know that Leia's out there. I mean, is it possible for him to shift his focus and just really get whichever one's most convenient for him? So, like, do we see that shift... Um, in the show of him no and for him realizing that the child is no longer the only one that he has to focus on he's got other options i think that the ahsoka one's obvious we're getting that uh confrontation and we're seeing moff gideon realize i could get her blood too and that could possibly get the job done as well um and i think that that's that's it's building up to a great moment i can't wait to see Personally, Moff Gideon confront Ahsoka. I think we're going to get an epic battle out of that. Now, I don't know if that necessarily answered your question or more so answered it with a question. (laughs) (laughs) The the second part of it, though, does it diminish her character if she does get captured? Say next episode she gets captured. I don't think she'll get... I don't know, man. I don't... Because I can just imagine, She's though... She's not going to be easily captured. No. Ahsoka? Like, heck I, f- nah. I feel like Ahsoka's first live-action debut, she's got to kick butt. Yeah. Like, she's got to be epic. I think she dies at the end of the season. I don't think so, personally. But I've heard, like, people say that, and mm-hmm. that's fair. I mean, we'll see, but I hope not, and... Me saying I don't think so is probably based more so on I hope not. So, guys, you see how we cast a broad net <laughs> with with all Somebody's sorts of different right. speculation. <laughs> Somebody will be right on this show. Yeah. Now, okay, let's go ahead and pass it. Nolan says Ahsoka dies. I say Ahsoka lives. Jacob, Ahsoka dies or lives? Lives. 
She's harvested. Her blood is used to power all the dark troopers. So, okay. <laughs> Casting the net. Cast Casting the net. the net. Fair enough. Okay, I don't think that I have any other questions here uh, that I thought of while we were going through that episode. I've got a question. Go for it. What are you guys most excited to see now? Ahsoka. You ready to see Ahsoka? In short, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jacob? I don't know, man. I'm just, I just, I'm just ready to see where it goes from here. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's yeah. To my point is, we've gotten our big things before the season started. We wanted info on the Mandalorian culture. We've yeah. gotten that. We want inf- more info on Moff and his his sort of his dealings, purpose. why he's doing that, and then we wanted yeah. some Jedi action. So we've gotten two out of those three. Yeah. Wait, and we're fixing to get the third one, I think. That's what I'm saying. Um, Can't wait. And we're only halfway through this yeah, season. Yeah, and that's why so. I I don't think Moff finds them next episode. Yeah. I think maybe the following episode Yeah, he finds them. Last think, three is like a big chain of... Yeah, I think next episode is really just Ahsoka's reintroduction hmm. to or first introduction to live action, and then we'll get the action. I don't know. That's just me speculating. Now, I lied. I did have one more question, hmm. and then we'll kind of close the show here. We've now had, well, first of all, we got Din and the child as two big players. Ahsoka's coming. Bo-Katan came last week. Moff Gideon, Boba Fett, Cobb Vanth, that seven huge characters that we know are out there. Are all seven of those somehow going to be pulled in here at the very end of this season to create one big epic thing? Or are some of them not really connected with this story? And so right now are we just kind of down to Din, Ahsoka, the child, and Bo? Or is that kind of like our main focus the rest of the way? And we're done with Boba and Cobb Vanth? For this season, thoughts on that? Uh, for me personally, I'm okay with not seeing Boba and Cobb again this season. I'm okay yeah. with them holding off on that for another. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of this confrontation that's going to happen between Moff, Ahsoka, Din, the child, and how Bo-Katan somehow comes into that. Mm. I don't see us going back to Tatooine this season. No doubt. No, I I agree with that. No, personally. I mean, we wanted to because we wanted to get closure on Boba. Yeah. But now we've gotten an idea of a much bigger. Yeah, I mean, much bigger, bigger story plot going on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So like, we're like kids. Uh, if you you know dangle this over here, then that's where our attention is going to be. So, uh, and that's what Favreau is doing. He's over here, you know, and then he's moving stuff back here. It's, so there's no telling what we're going to get. Yeah. Um, but based on past experience, we're going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Very much. So I, that's what I'm really excited uh, yeah. to uh, to get more. It just, it's going to be a whole nother seven days. A whole nother seven days, man. <laughs> man. To hopefully, and if the report or leak is true, chapter 13, the, the Jedi. Jedi. <gasps> what? I mean, <laughs> that's what you sign up for right there. That's Star Wars. I mean, um, a fun episode. I mean, it uh-huh. led to a lot of speculation. I, and I feel like the majority of our talk tonight was speculating, and that's what the fun part is. 
Uh, I love when the Mandalorian brings those parts out. Fantabulous episode. PA, appreciate you being here. Um, final thoughts on the episode or what you hope to see next or just anything you'd like to say to the peeps. Even though it wasn't a filler episode, I guarantee you if you look online, there's going to be people who say that it is. Yeah. But there already ma- are. Yeah, I've, read, I've read a couple of make them. Make your own opinions. That's what yes. I got to say. There's a lot of good stuff happening in Star Wars right now. Yes, so. there is. Jacob? Um, Same questions that I asked him or things. What were your questions Oh, my. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> Final thoughts on the episode just in general or what you want to say to the peeps. Man, um, I love this episode. Uh, like I said at the beginning, it was the most high stakes episode for me so far. And I think that it's going to be beat by, you know, other episodes yeah. in the future. Um, this this season definitely isn't done. I think it's, this isn't even, this isn't the, uh, what's the word? Climax. This isn't the climax of the story this season. No, no way. We're just getting started. Yeah. And man, does that make me excited because yeah, this week was <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I love the episode. I love the lore, everything that it tied to. It gave us incredible plot opportunities. Nolan, I'll give you the floor if you'd like to say anything else about the episode or if you want to send us out of here, that's fine. We do appreciate everyone listening though. Nolan, go ahead and uh, dance our way out of here. All right, well, I just wanted to say real quick before we go. Do that. Happy 50 fourth episode dude we finally got that or is plug it in. hang on I, crap it's it's somewhere around there we missed our 50th <laughs> this is 53 so okay i think i thought uh, you're gonna wish the folks at home a happy thanksgiving because that'll be the, this will be the last time oh, we i'm see not it done before i'm then. not done <laughs> <laughs> but i was gonna say to you guys uh that's over a year we've been doing this for a year now we have so congratulations guys we made yeah, it a year we did we have made we've it a grown year. a whole lot we have so yeah. our first episode, uh, kind of getting off track just a little no, bit. That's but fine. Uh, if you've made it this far, you enjoy us enough that we can uh, share with you a little bit. So our first episode, we actually did it at my house, wasn't it? Our first no, episode? it was here. Was it, it here? It was here. We did the first episode that we did at your place, I believe, was chapter three or four, somewhere. It in was the chapter three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but okay, well, so we were sharing this microphone <laughs> that's in front of Jacob. That's in front of Jacob. Jacob's mic. We, me, and uh, uh, Caleb had to share that microphone. So like, he would come in and he would talk, and then he'd be like, "Hey, what do you think about that, Nolan?" And then I would be like, "I would come in and I would talk," and it was just, it was all goofy. So uh, we've grown a lot, and uh, it's really cool to get to do this with you guys. So absolutely happy fifty third episode. Yes. So. And, and happy Thanksgiving to you listening. Too. And happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for reminding us. PA. Hopefully you're gotcha. staying safe out there and you can uh, somehow share it with your family. So we have spoken.